I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Rowe, and Raph on the SGP podcast. Woo! Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smart Las Filipinas podcast. You are listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP podcast. Stan C, Romaran, and Raf Kamas together again. And, well, we have quite a bit to talk about this week, even though we don't have a guest. Well, that's not a guest. People didn't want to go on. The people couldn't go on. For reasons of their own. Yeah, for reasons. Well, yeah, you know, that's logistics for you. This shit does happen. So uh-huh. you're stuck with the three of us for this week. Uh-huh. But we're going to promise to make it worth, worth your while. Because so much. For starters, uh-huh. there's so a lot going on there. in the SVP podcast uh-huh. front. The yes! reason why we're recording today on a Wednesday night, Kase, for those of you who might not be aware, is we got off, uh, we got off the phone with some very important people. Decision makers! Very important businessmen! Influential people of influence! Today, earlier today. Yeah. And we can tell you right now, uh, more details should be in the works in the future, in the near future, that there are big things happening. Big things! For the SGP podcast. You have to, you have to level this with, with expectation, or with our expectation, expectation at least. Now, when we started this project, Ro and I... Uh. We had no expectations. Uh, we just wanted to shout into a void and basically rant about wrestling every week. Yeah. And the void has spoken back. Well, it's more like the, opportunities opened up. Oh, the void has spoken back. The void oh, has oh, spoken okay, back. Fine, fine, fine. So, that yeah. That's the philosophical... Yeah, yeah. So, no, no. Basically, uh, to give you a hint of what might be on the horizon or what will be on the... is on the horizon, if you will. Uh, we... The powers that be or some powers that be have heard things that you have been saying. So, if you are one of the people who wished for a certain thing when it comes to Stan and myself, not to Sarah Likamas, to come back. It didn't necessarily involve me, but at yeah. this point... Yeah, at this point, you will be involved as well. So, if you were one of those people, then your wish shall be soon be granted. Yes. I think we should leave it at that so we don't blow our load too early. Oh, tama, tama. But... If we're talking about it at the start of the show, do know this is happening. Yeah, yes, yeah. we pretty much established that. Thank well, you no, because guys. you know we talk about things at the end of the show. And yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He has a point. Yes, fine, fine, fine. Let's, there you go. Let, let, let's uh, talk really quickly about WWE 2K18. Uh, the game's set to be released in about three weeks. I'm actually working on a nice little listicle mm. to help hype up the game Ooh, on Smart Henry. I have to ask, are you getting an advanced copy? I'm not sure about the advanced copy, but I am getting a review copy, which I'll... Uh, uh, which uh, may well, not be... Uh, yeah. May or may not be advanced. four days early. <laughs> yeah, it may or may not be advanced. Because last year, the copy came in like two weeks after the release. Uh, but it's still something. Yeah, of course, it's still something. I'm not complaining. It's just that last time, it was delayed. So like all of you fuckers got your copies way before I did. <laughs> I wasn't permitting. Well, <laughs> I did have to review it. 
So so for this year, um, you know, we all know that it's the biggest roster to date. Same old, same old. Um, but the TVC is actually a bit of note because the, the new Dogg's one, on yeah, it. the new one. The yeah. Snoop Dogg did the rap. It it actually premiered. Uh, Raw. No, no mercy. No, no mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Yeah. Uh, just when he thought that they would not have any more commercials after they burned down what a physical Hall of Fame building, and then, in comes the commercial with Snoop Dogg with a custom made rap just for the game. Yeah. So uh, without for, featuring Snoop Dogg's face, yes. At all. So you could tell the money was Snoop Dogg, or if you were more cynical, a Snoop Dogg impersonator. Yeah, I thought it was a paid Snoop Dogg impersonator because the rap was kind of whack. Yeah, it well, it grows it on you. Grows on you, but it's kind of whack. It is whack. I think the biggest issue here is that they disparage Jack Gallagher so much. As yeah, this guy. As no, no, there's this another guy. winning. Sienna uh, did, um, but he does mention gender, which is something. Nice. Yeah, does. but Jinder's the champion. Yeah. Jack Gallagher was literally treated as a jabroni. Oh. Mm. There was someone else that mentioned in Chipuera I forgot who. Let's watch it back after this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if Sasha got a name drop. Yeah, no, 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 no she, she did. did. She, she did. did. She did. Oh. She has to. She's the cousin. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was looking out for that. Uh, earlier on the rewatch, I was. I, I think. I missed yeah, it. she had her own name drop. Yeah. Uh, so, so there. So uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of hype into this year's game more than in previous years, yeah. and from the stuff that they've released so far to the press, I'm actually very excited about my career mode just because mm. uh, they're going in a very different direction. So instead of it being more of Here's a career. Bahala ka na you do what you want. They're gonna lay out two paths for you, mm-hmm. and it's a choose your own adventure type of deal, mm. which is something that I feel actually worked when Here Comes the Pain was a thing. Oh yeah, because so, it did have this choose your own adventure and bahala ka na mix type of type of feel as a as a mm-hmm. my career mm-hmm. uh, game, diba? So this year they're gonna make you choose between being a company man, which is the uh, kiss ass heel. heel. Who always works for the GM, or I, I forgot what the, what the babyface um, arc is called. But that that one is you go against the trend and you forge your own path towards the main event of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So that should be that should be fun. Because off the top of my head, I'm thinking of going through the heel route just because it seems more yeah. fun. I just hope that this year they sort of iron out a lot of the kinks that last year. last year felt repetitive after a while. Eh? Oh yeah, yeah. Na parang you're just like match after match after match. Walana. And even yung pagconstruct ng show, like when you had to oh, put yeah. together the segments, which again was fun at the start, but then you realize that if you have to slog through the entire show, na ten segments, the promo match, promo, promo match, match, it becomes so redundant. Oh. Um, I'm also excited for the fact that this year you you can finally have as many as eight players at the same time. Masaya na yung Christmas party. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everyone can bring if their own If you actually have eight controllers to go around. Uh, How got, many do you have I, I got two. I, I have two. one. I know Darley has two or three. Mm. That's six. Six. And we need then... two more. I'm sure there's two more. No, Mikey... Ha- if Mikey comes, that's a seven. Mikey... Uh, George I, probably should have George one. Probably should. This have, is, I mean, this is just, you know, Lynch for us. Have one. Yeah, Lynch should have one. But, yeah. Mukhang masaya naman. Yeah, you, you can have a four-on-four Survivor Series match now. So, Smart Henry, mm-hmm. crew... You know what's up. Balaikamos is open. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, na. There, na. There's the official invitation. All right. Wow, we're like uh, two months, three months early. It can never be too early. Like, like I've been saying in chats, by November, December, kung nagtawag ka by then, everyone's booked already. You might as well book things as early as now. Yeah. Christmas has begun in the Philippines after all, as JMC will tell you. I yes. heard my first JMC yesterday. First, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, my yeah. God, can you believe that? I've been going to malls for the past few weeks, and I've I haven't heard. Do you not years. ride in cars with your parents? No. Yeah, he doesn't. I do not. Like ever. 
Not lately. Not lately. So you got to avoid him for twenty six okay. days. I only got to avoid him for, like, for you. I only got to avoid him for like one. <laughs> I, I, I heard, heard it radio, on so. the day, on the day. Sadly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the radio, the show finally has a name. It's called, hey! it's called the Head Start. The Head Start. That's a good name. Yeah. Thank Very you. Good name. Thank you. My mom came up with it. Nice. Oh, yeah. thank you, Tita. So I, I, I was just shooting the breeze with my mom last Sunday, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? We, we're thinking of calling it the Jump Start." And then see Sarge, the station manager, was yeah. like, "I think it's taken now, so you have to come up with a different name." And my mom's out of nowhere goes, "How about Head Start?" Mm. And I'm like, "Hey, not bad." So I text Sarge, and he goes, "Okay, let me ask the other jocks." And then the other jocks get back to him. And they're like, "All right, Head Start is a go." And I'm like, "Hey, that we're a name on our Simple, simple, and you know, it kind of it, fits the branding of uh-huh. the station. Yeah, the pre-morning show. Right, right. So now I'm actually thinking of incorporating a new day sound bites because it's a new day. Yes, it is. Yeah, why not? Why it not? literally it is, works. right? So like that—that that could be how we open the show. Big ego. It's a new day. Yes, it is, and then we ad lib over the new day theme. Mm. So that's something I'm gonna pitch. Within, ben, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually plan to pitch that within the next week or two. So there. Nice. So do catch that on Wave eighty nine point one, five to seven a.m. weekdays. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one day we will be able to catch it. One day. Simbangabi days. Yeah, we will yeah, be able actually, to catch yes, that. Yeah. When you do, when you do. Or maybe when you go like overnight on an overnight trip, right? During you know weekdays or yeah. some shit. Or you have to drive to the airport that on yeah, the yeah, yeah, hour. Yeah, things yeah. like that. Why the fuck not? Anyway, uh, we have we actually have quite the list here. It's not full. It's not exactly fat either. But there are some things we have to flesh out. So let's start off with the biggest item on our list. And that is the fact that Enzo Amore is your WWE Cruiserweight Champion. Yeah. Um, yeah. As the, as the official 205 Live reviewer on here, I guess I have to say something. At first, I wasn't sure. Actually, no, I was kind of sure, but I didn't know, I didn't know if they were going to go that, that way until now. So my, three, my theory was the entire time Enzo was challenging, or the entire first month that Enzo was in 205, 205. Live. The, they were trying to get people to hate him by having him be a dick, a total dick, to everyone he considers his friend in uh, on the show. So like you had Cedric Alexander, yeah, yeah, Grand Metalik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Most of the first, faces. At first, they were they were all buddy buddy with him. They were all chummy. They thought that he was going to be a good partner and stuff like that. Turns out, after stealing everything, turns out that he's going to be a dick after all. So there you go. Uh, to be fair, and I will give WWE all the credit for this. I don't know who thought of it. If they planned it the entire time, if Enzo was Pitched really, it. yeah, uh, what they set out to do, they accomplished top to bottom. Actually, yeah, yeah. and and we're uh, again we're recording this Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. SmackDown and Two Hundred Five Live have aired, and we I think at this point them. we can say that Neville and Enzo did a double turn over this week. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Confirmed. Confirmed. Uh, Neville isn't fully 100% babyface because he still, he still has to grow out, grow out of the of the king stuff. The mad king stuff Yeah, the now. mad king stuff. I'm sure he's going to uh, gravitate toward a more generic babyface role. Uh, it kind of seems that way right now because hey, I don't know how you're going to wing it until he, he obviously can't be the same old happy-go-lucky babyface. Right, but before. I'd like to retain some of the ca- yeah, uh, sure, characteristics sure. like the way he speaks. Uh-oh. I think that's pretty good. Mm. Yeah. And even his moveset right now, I think, is much yeah. better than his old moveset. Uh, uh, oh, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, he learned to work slow. Uh, it actually goes a long way into uh, making him seem like a legit wrestler, not just a cruiserweight uh, Guy, competitor, yeah. even. Not just a spot monkey yeah, at this it, rate. It means that uh, if, uh, if people in the cruiserweight division are allowed to, quote-unquote, graduate, then Neville will be the very best candidate for graduation at this point. 
But I could now, or a lot of people could now, believably see him go back to competing in, uh, you know, the Intercontinental Championship picture, yeah. stuff like that. Graduate from the Purple Ropes. Yeah, and it, it, not just because he also came from that, from that world before, before 205 Live yeah. happened, but also because he pretty much successfully reinvented himself down there. Yeah. So he, he goes down, changes the division, goes back up, oh. mission accomplished. Yeah. Not pretty, bad. Pretty much what, what Tyson Kidd did, right? And oh. Zack Ryder for a while. It, oh, yeah, on NXT. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say. But uh, here, you don't have to, he didn't have to go, to, to, he didn't have to go back to the developmental. Yeah. But, uh, he, he transformed before our eyes. Mm. Which is ideally the best situation you could ever hope for. How long has it been since he's been down on 205? Almost a year. Almost. No, not even not almost. Not even almost. Uh, almost. Uh, October, November, when he in, returned and he turned his. No, he kind of he kind of re- reappeared in January. So yeah, December, no, January. No. Yes. September, he was here. Ne? He competed here. Remember September 9th. live event. Which. But he wasn't, wasn't a heel. He wasn't a heel, heel yet. Heel. Right. He surfaced at Night of Champions, which was late, late September. Uh, ah, tama, that tama, was when tama, he turned tama, heel tama, on the cruiserweight division. I think oh, it was yeah. Rich Swan that he turned heel against, or some okay. somebody. So um, cool. Yeah, we, we have to talk about the, the the characters, of course, like how Enzo <laughs> has you know, transformed himself as a heel, and how people are reacting, people are talking about this. Yeah, people are making a big deal out of two hundred five live, which I think means that WWE succeeded in their goal of making two hundred five live relevant. Yeah, yeah, it kind of goes to show you that. You do have to have a little faith yeah, when it comes to these weird moves that you don't know what's happening yet. Most of the time, yes, WWE has proven that they kind of bungle all of these things. But when they do have their mind set on something, when you do actually have the political will to change these things or to, to bring out something good that we can get behind, turns out they can actually pull it off. Yeah. I was telling Ro this right before we went on the air. Now, Enzo Amore pro- is probably the first heel I'm legitimately pissed off at uh-huh. whenever he appears on my screen. The, the first, uh, uh, first heel of his kind, probably in the last 10 years. Mm. Actually, he same. I actually agree with you that he is someone that they finally, finally got, you know, got people to turn on just because they ended up embracing his hateability. Yeah. Um, well... I guess part of it is also tied to the fact that he's got such a detestable backstage persona based, you know, on, yes. it, it, based it, on what comes out from the dirt yeah. sheets and from people he's people on with. social media. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It just, it's a never-ending black hole for him right now. Eh? Although it's kind of sad when you think about it. Nah, okay, it turns out that someone can only really get heel reactions as a heel if they're actually really heels in real life. So but, but Roman Reigns, no, 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 no. Roman Reigns isn't exactly a heel in real life. But he does give off these quotes where he comes off like such a sure, dick. sure. No, he's not obviously as detestable as Enzo. Yeah, he says. What family. I'm saying <laughs> is, you, you can look at a whole bunch of heels on screen, and if you know for a fact that they're not actually terrible people backstage, like like Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, who's a family yeah. man, yeah, who's a family, family man. man. Actually has who things going for him. Yeah, who doesn't actually go to great lengths to hide this on social media? Although he does do some heel work, especially uh, Rusev as well. Uh, you, yeah. It's easy. It's hard then to boo it. I mean, it's hard to get behind the portrayal on screen if if we know this much about them. In fact, if you get attached to them because you know this about their real lives, then mm-hmm. you end up applauding them for doing their best work as a heel. Yeah, exactly. Which is why, which is how I became a Kevin Owens fan. It kind of. When you think about it, uh, Enzo being a heel just because he's a real douchebag, he's a real dirtbag. Parang, 
it kind of it kind of is like wrestling finally going full circle. Uh, <laughs> now we've gone super meta. No, no, no. People, uh, you know, the business has always wanted people to believe that this guy's bad, this guy's good, despite you know other despite, things. Yeah. So now you actually do need to be bad in order to be mm-hmm. bad. Parang, oh, now you have to be bad to be the bad guy. It's basically yeah. art imitating life. Yeah, no, no. Wrestling no, no, no. has finally caught up with it. Except with what it, it wanted to do after how many years? After a hundred years, I guess. He has a point. Parang, it's it's gotten to the point that you this don't is, live the gimmick. Wrestling wanted in the yeah. first place. Parang, you don't just live the gimmick. Your gimmick reflects who you really are. Right. Um, another example um, on the opposite pole is Sami Zayn. Uh, oh yeah, who will never turn heel. Probably. Ever. I, I don't know if we go by the things that happened this week on SmackDown. Probably. I, not. I know. I mean, like yeah. Edge. It, it's possible. It's possible. Yes. But the thing is, the guy's a freaking humanitarian. Oh yeah, that's true. That's that, okay. also His advocacies for Syria alone make him a, a legitimate yeah, real life like, baby. Like, yes. Holy yeah. shit! He raised so much money for a hospital in Syria. More than he meant to. More, not just more than he meant to. More than. The Any, fact that he's the only one doing this shit. Yeah. Uh, he's pulling he's pulling an international agenda, not necessarily to the forefront of wrestling, but it's part of the conversation. And he's using his platform. Oh, and he's using his platform responsibly. How the hell can you hate this guy? Oh, you, got, you have like seen on one hand doing Make-A-Wish Make stuff. a wish. Just Make-A-Wish stuff. Uh, Just to go off a quick tangent. Yeah. Right? People like Sami Zayn and people like LeBron James and Greg Popovich are the best counter-arguments to all you assholes who say, do not politicize sports. Keep my politics out of sports. You look oh, at these people and I'll debunk uh, your argument, right? Okay, guys, isn't that that in? Yes, but fine. Fuck, yeah, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. What? Why, are you, why are you apologizing to me? What no, I'm, I'm trying joking. to say, you gave, you gave the look. Camus, yeah, hold on. Go. What I'm trying to say when I went on this little tangent point is the fact that sports, sports entertainment, being a public figure, these are platforms, and we applaud these people for being real life baby faces because they use their clout, they use their influence, and their platform to affect positive change. Mm. And it's way better than certain leaders are actually doing when they sow division or seeds of division. Oh, <sighs> sixteen and, and forty-five. Forty-five. And let's go back let's go back to uh, to Sammy and, and to Enzo yeah I was gonna say now Sammy like as the Sammy fan in the room oh. the biggest one sure in the country maybe he's he's one of those guys that someone will argue with you yeah he knows that yeah, guy. I know that guy. Wink, like wink, nudge, nudge. Know. Let's talk about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That <laughs> dude. That dude. No, but it's it's, it's legit. It's legit. Now he. He ma- he has made positive impact for people who needed it, and at the end of the day, he's on the opposite a- end of the pole. Right. And then you have guys like John Cena who are closer to maybe far right. If no, if you, the know, good- you don't know that. No, no. If the good guys are on the no, pardon. we don't Cena. Yeah, Cena. We don't know that. I don't know what his politics are. No, no, no. no. I-, I was like, if sorry. If Sammy is over here on the far right, Enzo is on the far left as the negative. Uh, where do you put guys like Cena, Reigns in the center? The center for, for this for this sort of if we're gonna plot it on a line, does it matter? Sort of, since we're having the conversation. They're centrists. Mm. They're they're center leaning left. What then? For me, it doesn't really matter because, um, well, well, for one, Cena and Reigns are the subject of the conversation right now. Yeah. What, what we're really talking about is the effect of capitalizing on this heat that Enzo Mori has backstage mm. and this negative reputation he's developed among fans based uh-huh. on what's come out on social media. Yeah, I don't know who thought of this, but it's genius. Because I don't think anyone has ever leveraged 
this backstage heat, this level of backstage heat into and parlayed it into a no. Into a into an on-screen character, yeah, into, exactly. Into not into storyline with an entire division. Yeah. So let's backtrack the last few weeks before No Mercy. Mm. Enzo gets wrecked week after week, both physically and oh. on the mic. Guys like Miz, guys like Braun Strowman, guys like Neville, and they really just bring him they down. They ramp it up. No, no, no. They put him in his place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, they, they, they literally made him look like a jo- uh, joke contender. Such, a, such a joke contender. Now heading into No Mercy. Anyone with a rational brain probably would argue against the idea that Enzo's probably going to win. And that's why when Enzo won, especially in the fashion that he did, there was a lot of outrage. Like, I was, I was tweeting, what the fuck is this shit? Yep. I had a Wrestling feeling, Twitter explodes. Yeah, I, I was pretty upset too. But I had a feeling they would try to do that, something like that. Just because, as Enzo mentioned, uh, he made the show relevant. As, as much as I hate to say it, he did. Because no matter how good... Everyone else has been busting their ass down in 205 Live. They don't have the eyeballs. Yeah, exactly. They're just not the the most. Uh, they don't just. They just they don't, don't have the much the most star power. There's yeah. a reason why Enzo Amore's hated K. Cedric Alexander is he hides his charisma, mm. Mm. and that's because Cedric Alexander isn't as big of a star as Enzo. Yeah. But um, let, let, let's uh, pull it back just a little bit. I, I, I was trying to think of a point and I, I forgot <laughs> it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, this is what happens when you play it. Um, it is this. We I think we we've, we've covered the question. Is this the right move? Eh? It is right. It it is the right move. It is the right move. Not because it was the move they did, but because they supported it with the things they needed to do. Okay, so let's let's mm. uh, go off of that and look at the things Enzo did on the way to No Mercy. He kept on screwing his friends over. He mm. kept on cheating. Yeah. And then when he beat Neville, he kicked Neville in the balls blatantly. Everybody uh. but the referee saw it. Uh. Right. Compare and contrast that to Eddie Guerrero, who was such a blatant cheater as well. Uh, uh, I know the answer to this question, but for the sake of discussion, yeah. why is it okay to be endeared towards Eddie, and yet we vilify Enzo so much? Because, for one thing, he backed it up. Uh, he was a good wrestler. He just decided... He being that, Eddie. Yeah. But um, he was never treated as a joke. He made the cheating antics uh, a joke. Comical. But you knew that he was a good wrestler. Yeah. And... He was outright about his cheating. Yeah. Is Enzo not outright about it now? No, no, no. He's still he's still playing the whole. I'm still the realest guy in the room. Yeah. I got catchphrases for days. He literally shit. said that he did it to survive. But um, Eddie doesn't do that. Yeah, Eddie doesn't say that. Never. Eddie. It's just, for, it's just another trick up his sleeve. Oh, Eddie for all his chicanery. Mm. Yeah. Would I know? Would still be. I will still wrestle you ninety percent of the match. But then I see this opening. I need. I and he tells you he's gonna do that. And he's still gonna tell you. I'm still gonna cheat to win. And you see him make good on that promise. You're like, ah, well, mm. I can respect that. Yeah. Actually, if you break it down with that nuance, yeah. Uh, let me let me um, refer to something Chris Jericho wrote in one of his earlier books I think it was either the first or the second sure. okay. he says that an effective baby face is someone who makes good on when he calls his shot uh, hmm. so when you say you're going to do something and you do it that's a baby face move uh, whereas if you're a heel you say one thing do something, do something else. else exactly so I guess in that way I can kind of connect the dots mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, come to the conclusion that Eddie is a baby face despite being a cheater yeah right um, I, I think this goes back to what you said uh, in private. Now Eddie's ma- mantra was, "If you're not cheating, you're not trying." Mm. Yeah, he told everyone that. Yeah, it's in the song. Yeah, right. It was in the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Enzo, 
Enzo is Enzo is a douchebag because it's so blatant and yet he tries to pretend that he earned it. Oh, yun, oh, yun, 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 yun. Na parang, it's like when they say that you deserve what you got and they're talking about the beatdowns and not the championship, you know that they've turned on you. Yeah. And you, the way that he reacted to it was part, partly delusional and partly nang totrol siya. Huh. Yeah. Which is very heel. much his that MO. Heel playbook, yeah. It's it's heel playbook. It's Enzo's MO. And at the end of the day, you don't have to see him as anything more than just I'm trying hard to still kind of stay cool. But at the end of the day, fuck all y'all, mm. right? Yeah, that, that was uh, pretty much what he meant to say during his promo on exactly. 205 Live. Speaking of 205 Live, I love how a lot of the guys have been maximized, uh, especially over the last 48 hours. Smackdown booking! Arya Davari, to be specific, <laughs> was booked very well this week. Mm. Oh, So you saw at the end of Raw how all of the cruiserweights just Jumped, ganged yeah. up on Enzo and they, they just beat him up, brutalized him. And if you haven't seen it yet, please do just to see Braun Strowman beat the ever-living shit out of him because yeah. it is satisfying. And then pass him on to the cruiserweights. It is huh. satisfying, sir. Right. So that happens. Arya Davari clearly was a part of it. And then 205 Live comes. Biglang kabig si Arya. Ay, hintay. And he starts, he starts sucking, uh, sucking up to Enzo and says, now let me propose an alliance. Uh, ako, peer pressure lang ako. <laughs> that was Neville's plan all along, man. Oh, nakisama lang ako eh. Mob mentality lang, putya. <laughs> you hear that shit a lot in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yep. Or, or you hear it in John Paul Solano. Oh! Yep, yep. Oh! Arya Davari is pretty much like John Paul Solano at this point when wow. he says, "Now you know what? Wow. Oh, it's peer pressure. It wasn't really, me. We're, 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 we're really comparing a hazing death to. I was gonna say. Well, you know how I feel about yeah, fraternities and violence. Yeah, but I'm trying to be woke here, guys. Yeah, I know. But I mean, stay woke, but comparing a hazing stay death. Stay woke, but to uh, a TV angle and a I think down. it's kind of. I think that, it's kind of too soon. Fine. I mean, they just buried the guy. Fine. Yeah, they just. They the just guy. buried the guy. All right, but and, please. And, anyway, uh, anyway, so where where were we? Uh, Arya Davari. Arya Davari. All right. So so Arya Davari, who has been what on Nasalay Lion Shining Two Hundred Five Live Circle of Relevance, uh, and then now yeah, he finds yeah. himself uh, eking inserted, out of position. Yeah, inserted into that conversation. Right, and then you have to applaud Two Hundred Five Live for really just taking the ball and running all the way with with whatever they've stumbled onto here yeah. with Enzo. And it's not just. I mean. They've stumbled on, they've stumbled on people paying attention again, but it's the next month or so that that will tell, yeah. right? Mm. Na parang right now where two hundred five as a show is is in a good place. They are they just closed out Raw. Mm. They had yeah, for a the very first time. good for a first time first time. They had a very well rounded out episode of two hundred five live. They've done a lot of. You know, it's the soft reset that we sort of were talking about a couple of months ago. And it's happening, we're seeing it, but time will tell. Diba? If Siguro, we're gonna get what we want. Siguro, I, the only concern I have is how, so how much heat does Enzo really have backstage? If they, I guess, money talks and that Vince probably saw an opportunity to turn, uh, to turn, to turn shit into gold, I suppose, by having Enzo, despite, you know, all the best interests, despite being a shit move, I suppose, backstage, uh, and the fact that, uh, parang, that you're kind of rewarding people 
for just, incompetence? No, not for incompetence. It's, it's not incompetence so much as it is I know, just being, being a dirtbag. Yeah, being a dirtbag, being a non self aware dirtbag. And you gotta wonder how long is this gonna last? Because uh, I, can Enzo even last? In his position without really pissing someone else off. Because for sure, he's a lot Plus the fact now, when you look at his ring work, it's not like he's the best worker in yeah. the room. It's not like he even sold that backstage beatdown segment as well as he could. I suppose that the best move for now, the best next step, is you get as much as you can from Enzo within the, this short span of time. And then you use it to... Uh, bring up a new face Not just Neville Because you don't need to bring Neville up any further He's already the best they have Yeah. But uh, someone who needs a boost like, like a Cedric Or oh, well, not Cedric Because he's feuding with Kendrick and Gallagher but Like Arya. a Metalik Or a Metalik or, or a Mustafa Ali, Ali. Yeah, 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 pretty much The guys who have stu- yeah, 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 Are on the, on the edges On the fringes of this division Right, right So there um, Wow, we, we spent Almost 20 minutes just talking about the cruiserweights, which I think is the most time we've spent talking about the cruiserweights since the classic. Since the classic, yeah, since the classic. I'm I'm just amazed. Yeah, because now now they're you know if we give them all they really need right now is time, and time will tell. Now, but proof is in the pudding, it, and it should be fun. This ride should be fun. We're gonna, uh, you, you want to review the rest of No Mercy right now since we're talking sure. about Raw and how you know, everything went down. So let's... Chronological? Uh, yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, we started with the Intercontinental Championship match. It was Jason Jordan against The Miz. I, I think Jordan was impressive. Yes, yes. I, I like the match enough to say that na, na I had fun watching Jason Jordan. It's not like I didn't have fun watching him against John Cena and against Roman yeah. Reigns. It's just that this was a match where there were stakes. There were stakes. There were concrete stakes, and I thought nah, Jason Jordan delivered. Oh, yeah. he's a he's one of those guys that somewhere down the line, if if and when, when can we say when when when, when he wins when. when he wins his solo gold, I think he could he could be one of those intercontinental champions that you're like, I respect that he deserved it. Let's la- let's have him run with it till Mania, and then see where it goes. You know, like Shelton in two thousand four. I'm gonna give the credit to Miz here because you don't you, know, you don't make a good match without uh, without the help of the other guy. Mm-mm. And Miz, as we all know, has been the low key workhorse of the past year over the past year and year. a half. Year and a half, sure. And without Miz's uh, input, I would suppose and contributions. From the Jason Mr. Jordan would not. No, yeah, yeah. Jason Jordan would not even have that great of a match. Oh. But I'm not. I don't know. It's not for the, the lack matches of his... with uh, Cena and Reigns were good, but uh, they weren't this good. Yeah. Now, this this elevates him as serious oh. contender, serious guy in that mid card, mm. and God knows that it's always nice to have another good hand in the raw mid card. Do you want to touch on the Max Landis thread on on, on Twitter <laughs> from yesterday? How no, he, no, 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 it was no, a very meta interpretation of yeah, yeah. the Miz back the Miz's backstory, right? And for if you if you haven't read it, please do. If yeah, you check have it out. Time, check it out. It's pretty interesting, even but though it's, it's not, not as it's accurate not. as we'd all like uh, to believe not. it is. Yeah, but uh, what's sad to me is that obviously, okay, Reigns obviously is not turning heel. Did not turn heel again. Will not turn heel. So soon. what? 
What they did with Enzo, they obviously aren't prepared to do with Reigns. And even though it's the easiest way to to get people to cheer for him. I don't know. Sorry, uh, that wasn't a fart. That was Kyle was moving yeah. his chair because he's yeah. being noisy. All right, next match on the card. Um, see, I forgot what went up next. What went up next? <laughs> Finn versus Bray. Oh yeah, there. Finn versus Bray with Finn's new gear. The gray gear. That's kind of weird. It, it, it was weird to see because I'm not used to seeing Finn in anything other than black. Uh, yeah, well, it's it time for a change. Yeah, it's time for a change. It's good to reestablish the man. Mm. And, you know, he he does, if you see some of his older um, juniors gear from NJPW, this isn't too off-brand for him. Yeah. Good luck. What do you... Uh, what, what do you think about Goldust turning heel again? I, I, I was kind of upset by it because you turn him face for like two weeks mm-hmm. and then you turn him heel again. So like, where is this going now? Because Finn apparently isn't done with Bray and yet Goldust is now going after Finn. Starcade? <laughs> When's Starcade? Uh, November. Pa. November. Okay. And at the same time, Finn declared his intentions to go after the Universal Championship. Yeah. Well, so it's kind of for me. I think where this is going is interim feud lang muna. Interim feud lang muna for, ano, for, for all the guys involved. Hindi ba napaka-mema nung turns ni Goldust? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like they... They, they... they have no one else to turn right now that Big Show's getting surgery. <laughs> so is Goldust officially in the role of veteran who you can turn anytime it, when it's convenient? Malay mo. I think they forgot to say that he feuded with R-Truth right before they brought him back for the Brave feud. Yeah. So it is actually very stupid. But... Very dumb. <laughs> Moving on, tag team championship match. Uh, Two thirds of the Shield retained against Shay Zara. Yeah, great. Yeah, great, great. Love the match. Great yeah. match. Yeah. Love the match. And mad respect to Cesaro for oh. soldiering on after his two front teeth got impacted on a steel post. Yeah, yeah. Ah, Jesus. Can we just say that he did that to himself? Yes. He did that to yes. himself. That is self inflicted, guys. So, niya yun? Oh. He, yeah. Yeah. No, ginusto niya, but. He only has himself to blame. Yeah. All right, it's, so, not, it's not like anyone wants their teeth jammed up their face. So I, okay. Uh, speaking of the teeth getting jammed up, I talked to my best friend, Ryan, who yeah. had a similar experience when you were in high school. So he says that once your teeth get jammed up, there is no choice but to extract them. Yeah. You can't pull them back out yeah, and expect them to be in the same yeah. position because the teeth will have died by then. Mm. Oh, so uh, it will rot and it's just not good for health. So the way that this is going to get fixed is... You saw Cesaro with lip stitches this week on Raw, yeah. right? So the way you fix this, and I'm, I'm sorry if you're eating right now as you're listening. It's going to be quite graphic for the next minute or so, so you might want to just skip through. So they extract your teeth. All right. Right? So far, so good. <laughs> so it's going to be bloody, root canal, all that good stuff. Yeah. Okay. And then um, you can either get a denture... Which is kind of weird, and, and from my friend's experience, it's insecure because uh-huh. like when you have to take the denture out. Or you can have an implant. Oh, okay. And the the wrestlers usually get an implant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so yun lang, um, just looking at that picture with Cesaro even mustering up a smile, mm. even at, uh, when his teeth got impacted three to four millimeters up his gums, that was just hard to watch. It was hard to look at. It was hard to tweet. But yeah, I couldn't was, was, I had to tweet it. Yeah. It was one of those... Why isn't the screen going black and white? Why isn't the screen going black and white? I'm pretty sure the screen go black and white on the network. It won't go black and white on a live broadcast. Probably sa, sa replay. Yeah, on the replay. But then it was one of those times you're like, oh, I wish it was in black and white. <laughs> I'm not oh, sure when boy. it will be appropriate to make that chipmunk joke again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, no one God. else did. Only I did. So like, 
Oh, I'm God. not sure if it was inappropriate. No, no, man. Bad taste, but not inappropriate. <laughs> Bad taste on many levels. Yep. <laughs> right. Uh, at this point, who's next in line? Because the Hardy Boys aren't in contention, obviously, with Jeff uh, Hardy being Jeff injured. Being injured. At this point, you're going to have to go with uh, the Good Brothers. Yeah. Hmm. The club needs to happen. Needs to happen. I want it to happen. I mean, they were... Okay. Sorry. Just just to... I know we're going to talk about it later, but the Bullet Club was actually asking for... When they tried to invade Raw? Yeah, let's talk about that now. Okay. Since it's a good time. Uh. One of the, the first thing that... One of the first things that they wanted was Cody Rhodes' last name back. Mm. But at the same time, they, they said, give us the Good Brothers... And Finn, just have them come out. Just have them come out, please. We want to see Together. our friends. Yeah. So those are part of their demands. Uh-huh. And then it's just like, where is this going? I need you to explain something to me. Because yeah. like one of the tweets that came out was something about how Hangman Page was like kidnapped by the WWE or something. Uh, what that does that was, mean? That was bullshit. They ran an angle on being the elite where he was kidnapped. And then the kidnappers made him, made him watch WWE against his will. Um, it's meta. Hmm. Okay. It's meta. It's not really storyline. It's we. They probably stole it from Triandelatore. <laughs> you know, I'm just yeah. saying yeah. we did it first. Yeah. But in all honesty, they they had a bullshit angle that Paige no, needed to go away for a while. Samba. I, I don't know. He, he just he had to do stuff. He had to do where stuff. from where in from GBW? home maybe. No, because it was a it's an ROH angle. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was an ROH angle because he they won the six man tags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think he had commitments, family commitments or something like that. He had to go away. They wrote him off mm. like that, and then he comes back, and then he's bound. Like this was at death before this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes back, he's bound. He's like, oh no, they tied me up, and then they <laughs> explain it on the elite on being the elite that. That's how it went down. So who was there? Uh, was it Sacramento in Sacramento? Um, yeah, they were, in, they, they were in. Where was Raw this week? Sacramento, I, I guess, or sorry, California, that, California, or, wherever they were. So who, I, I know so, Cody and Brandy Rhodes were there. Cody, Young Bucks, Cody, Brandy, the Bucks, Marty, Skrull, Page, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. it's basically so Kenny No, Kenny's still in Japan. Okay, Kenny's one of those guys that doesn't really fly back on the regular cassette. All right. And that's his home base for him is in Tokyo. Okay, so, so for for someone who doesn't watch ROH or New Japan all that much, why is this important? Why was it such a big deal that they were trying to invade Raw? And I say this with air quotes, and yet because, nothing happened. Yeah, because the thing is, they I don't know why, but stateside, ever since this hot topic deal has come through, merch sales are through the roof, and it feels like the Bullet Club is relevant again, when in reality they're trying. Like outside of Kenny Omega and yeah. and Cody and Cody a bit and the Young Bucks and the Young Bucks to an even lesser degree than Cody. No, masano masano pasi. Young Bucks are number two on the on the status quo. Cody mm, is yeah, it's Cody is three. Okay, so now you establish that the Bullet Club doesn't have much going for them in any promotion. Naparang they aren't the core anymore. They they may move the most merch, but at the end of the day. Parang meh. Version, and this is version 3 at this rate, yeah, yeah. right? And this is the third incarnation that they've run through. It doesn't feel the same, eh? It's not as cool. Mm. And they've lost so much luster. In JPW tried to make something out of it in the G1. In the G1 and... They didn't. they haven't continued it since. Na parang they haven't followed through yet. Well, the uh, what's With it? The Destruction. Yeah, yeah. Destruction just, you know, just started their tour for NJPW. But 
parang sayang lang eh na you could have let it die you could have let the Bullet Club die an organic death last year when? when? no, when, exactly. no after, after Wrestle Kingdom when AJ when AJ left parang good ah, yeah. would have been a nice stop full stop mm. let everyone else continue on with their lives mm. But you know how it is, right? Uh, they had to keep milking the milking the cow for what it's worth. Yeah. You know, the book clubs, you said it yourself, it still moves a lot of merch. And with the Hot Topic deal, there's no way they're going to back out of it now. So, you know, think of all these guys who are making a lot of money, like Marty Skrull, who probably didn't have this much of a... Following. Yeah, last a year. following. This time last exactly, year, he was... Exactly. He was one of those, oh, hey, he could have he could be one of those guys that gets signed to NXT, but now... Right, right. Now he's like, what, bullet... Club top ten guy. I think the biggest takeaway, parin here, is the fact that uh, these are guys or these are people who are still out to prove or are proving that you can make a sustainable living outside of WWE. Oh yeah, and that's something that Cody keeps repeating about himself uh, and about the Bucks yeah. on Talk Is Jericho um, on the episode that came out sometime last week. All right, so are we good with the Bullet Club invasion? Yeah, yeah it failed. Okay. <laughs> All right. It failed, um, but- what, what also yeah. failed, I think, was how they tried to make every woman relevant in that fatal five way, and yet, because the status quo was retained, nothing was achieved. Yeah. I don't know, I liked it. Uh, I, I it, was a, it was a fun match. It was a fun match, yes. I'll um, give you that. Props to Nia Jax. Yeah, but it's not like you really made everyone relevant, or it, it was just a great way of hiding the fact that we have nothing going on for these other yeah, girls, so let's just throw them true. all in. Look, look at Bailey. Hmm. Comes back one week. Instantly gets a title match. Mm. Why? What yeah, did she yeah. do to deserve it? Well, yeah, she. She was a former champ. No, she won the. She won the. No, the yeah. Right? yeah. She won the. She, she won the. Okay, okay. She she won, won, all right. We put these dots together ourselves, and that reeks of the lazy storytelling that yeah. you wrote about yep. in your No Mercy review. Yes. Yes. See, uh, what I'm trying to get at is they should have explained this somehow, some way when Bailey returned. Yeah. How hard would it have been to trot Kurt Angle out? And have him say that, oh, I owe you a championship match. Mm-hmm. Here, you're number five. How hard would that have been? Yeah. May an appearance is Kurt Angle per episode. <laughs> it actually does feel like it, you know? Enzo Amore aside. <laughs> no, because Kurt appears yeah. a lot on Raw. You see him in so many backstage segments. How hard, again, would it have been to just have him talk to Bailey backstage and say, hey, kid. Here's By the opportunity the that you missed out on because you got injured. Mm. We owe you this one. <laughs> so Alexa Bliss is still champion. Uh, r- right now, she's feuding with Sasha and Bailey, right? Ish. Or, you know Mickey James? Mickey oh, yeah, James yeah, Mickey James. Was, uh, Just because they f- left her out of the match. Right. Yeah. Her and Alicia Fox. And Dana Brooke. Oh, uh, yeah, Dana Brooke, but I forgot. Yeah, I forget that she's... No, because I still think that she was like, is she still hurt? No, yeah, I think she hurt. No, 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 she, uh, she was grieving. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 her boyfriend died. No, her boyfriend died and then she had that thing where she won an award. Ah, uh, yeah. That thing. She has a lot of outside of wrestling stuff. Yeah, go, going on right now. Yeah. C- can we take a minute to say just how hot Mickey James looked on Raw? Sure. Yeah. Not gonna deny that. Okay, so... so how old is she now? 40? She's 36, 37. Okay. Right? No, no, 40. I was, I was gonna end at 40, not 40-something. But she is, <laughs> you know, she is a MILF. I think that we cannot deny. Mm-hmm. Yep. Her makeup game, though, was so on point yesterday. Like, if you compare that to all of her uh, previous appearances, like, if you go through the pictures through the years, and, and that outfit, that outfit is just pretty good. Um, she's, she's used that top multiple times in the past. Okay. Two-syllable damn. Yeah, because I, I did my fair share of Googling. I was like, 
hmm, where have I seen that before? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, seeing Mickey and Alexa side by side trading verbal jabs, I kind of I, I I just had to stop and look at how you know, how beautiful these women were and I had yeah. to admire them because good job. Yeah. It was just something I enjoyed watching on Raw this week. So, uh, whoever was styling them, doing their makeup, you guys deserve a raise. Right, next up from uh, your No Mercy card, Roman Reigns defeated John Cena. <sighs> is this the match of the night? No, 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 before we end up. Yep. Isn't it sad? Nah, sorry, going back real quick to the Raw Women's Championship, just because I thought of it. It's just sad. Now, obviously, uh, nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to change just because... Everyone is waiting for Asuka to come. Uh, you know it's filler. Uh, the, the current Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James story. Uh, it's just an, a matter of time until TLC. Right? TLC is the next No, one. no. no um, um, TLC? TLC is the next Raw pay-per-view. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, that's ah, tama, tama, because that is when Asuka's shown up. Yes, yes. October. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> no, no. They announced it. That's ah, when okay, Asuka's sorry, showing sorry, sorry. up. Go. That's part of their spiel for the network. You get three pay-per-views in Asuka. Yeah. Yeah. So, Yun, uh, this feud isn't going to change things in the women's division. I mean, on one hand, you can say that it's a good thing because they revere Asuka so much or oh. they hold her in such high regard that they're willing to put the division on a holding pattern just for her. Oh. On the other hand, this is Raw we're talking about, gentlemen. Mm. How badly are gonna are they gonna fuck Asuka? Uh, this could be John Cena, the female version of John Cena, and they fucked her up within a year, a year's time. Less than it's easy. No, it's easier to it's easier to not fuck Asuka because she's just the female Goldberg at this point. True, but, uh, but for how much longer? Yeah, for how much longer is is the case? And to whom will she lose? Yeah. Because hey, think about think, oh think about God. it. What, what, if, what if Mandy Rose gets called up and they have her beat Asuka? I don't know. I hope, it's, I, hope no. it's, I hope it's Bailey. Shut. I hope it's Bailey. Shut it. So Bailey, Bailey is owed the win. Bailey is owed the win because. But will they reference that history again? They, 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 they should. They, they should. They can and they will. Because to be honest, if there is one person who could use it, who deserves it, and who makes sense in storyline, Bailey. And yeah, that's long-term to, storytelling. They, they just have to make her credible again. Yeah. You know, she's just not believable to me anymore as a big deal. Like I see her, and I'm like, eh. Whatever. I mean, even if they go to a no contest, the two of these girls, mm. apparently both go down, ref counts to 10, respect at the end, I can deal with that. Apparently, it's you give Asuka the draw, but not the loss, it could be something. Like WrestleMania at the earliest. Uh, or something. Yeah. Rumble. Nah, I don't think it's a Rumble moment. All eyes are going to be on the men for the Rumble. You know that. Yep. 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 Okay, uh, back to the men then. Cena and Reigns. Uh, yeah. Okay, in a vacuum, the match was good. Yes, it was fun to watch, but there was a the lot of circumstances. No, there, were, there, were, there was a lot of meta storytelling going on. Oh yeah, in I that mean, match. I mean, the build-up alone was super meta. So I was, so I, I was obviously on Team Cena here. Oh yeah, watching the match, and from the second AA onward, I was like, okay, Cena's gonna win this. He could actually win this because he's pulling out all the stops. Mm. The uh, the Avalanche AA, yeah. right? Um, and in, in two consecutive AAs, I was like, okay, it's neon, right? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to extend this such that Roman will get his win back probably by Survivor Series or by the December pay-per-view if there is one. Mm. But that's not what we're getting. At all. Nope. Nope. 
Uh, you know how Cena was proud of Roman after the match? That's because he learned his lesson well from Cena. <laughs> Kicking oh. out from all the shit and finishing with one finishing move. Yep. But, uh, really, yes, uh, Cena didn't show up on Rodaba. He no. did. He did? Did he? Wait, did no. he? Did. But I don't know. No. I, didn't, I didn't hear a peep about Cena. But I don't know, man. But I don't know. And that's the, that's, I don't remember. That's the thing. They, they rushed the whole thing, so... If you're gonna do this, if you're gonna rush it, all the more that you should, uh, you should have them do other things than just straight up wrestle a, a plain wrestling match. It was good, yes, but it the the absence was what I mean. You know the 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 lack of yes, it's a whole lack of things that they should have done. Like you know, start with a brawl, I guess, yeah. or or more big spots, right? Uh, more than just the straight up match. More than just one one Superman punch and one spear. Yeah. I mean, the joke about learning from Cena is all too real because that's what Cena used to do when he was younger. Passing the torch, metal. Yeah. So so he he passed the torch to Roman and let him be Superman. The, the, the <laughs> vilified super- superstar he was once was back then. If you map out Cena's career, I think he stopped being. Just what you described, bro. I think he stopped that right around after the Nexus deal. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's when he started putting over guys like oh. Punk, Daniel Bryan. Um, um, those two. Those two guys. Just those, those two guys. Two guys mostly, those two guys. Yeah, yeah. That's, we're good with that. Actually, actually. We're good with that. I'm not sure if you guys have heard Cena on the Edge and Christian podcast. Uh, I have not. No, I, I, I started, but in the yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's uh, it's recommended listening, even for you guys who listen to us. You might want to listen to that afterward. Cena is a very engaging guest because he gives such an alternative point of view compared yeah. to even most, most wrestlers. wrestlers yeah. One, because he's a top guy. Yeah, and he's got that different lens uh, from which he he looks at the business. Yes. Yeah. Second, he talks about how there was criticism levied towards them because of the the, the timing of the Cena Reigns angle. Na yeah, yeah. pang WrestleMania nga dapat. And I don't argues, mind that as much. Yeah. He argues na he's 40. And he doesn't know how, how much longer he can compete at this level. So if if you're still going to wait and hold it off, kind of like the Undertaker logic. Actually, I was going to go there. I was going to go there. And I'm saying that... Well, uh, kailan You might as well do it now. So that's the logic. Na parang you, you, make, you make the business now. And you make something happen, and you cash in on that. Yeah, uh, it doesn't have to be WrestleMania just because you think it's WrestleMania. Yeah, that, that might be true, but if you have a chance to uh, to boost business now, despite it not being WrestleMania season, say ano pang mo? Because you already people already complain that the bis- the, the the product isn't as interesting now until we get until to WrestleMania. Get to- so why do we wait until Mania? The thing that goes against WWE here is what I'm assuming is Cena's schedule. Sure, so that yeah. could probably be the the most logical reason behind him disappearing right after No Mercy oh. again, uh, and then him just having this one off with Reigns. Because we all know, naman, that Cena is a going busy guy. Not, not just a busy guy. He's gonna be very busy in the next six months. He's got Transformers to shoot. He's got TV this. Show. He's got the TV show. He's got Ferdinand the Bull to promote. Yeah. It's it's that's a lot already. He's, Those three he's become alone. Hollywood for sure. He's 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 actually on a path that is more mainstream in his what second year of being yeah. all out Hollywood yeah, part timer so. more, more than the Rock. More than the Rock. And he has more the than, Rock to thank for that. Yep. Now, but to me, yeah, is is if you're gonna do that, if you kung alam mo palang one off ka, di ba? Kung alam mo palang yun ang kaya niyang gawin. 
So why don't you go all out? Maybe, maybe the bad thing is that to them, that was their idea of going all out. But obviously, they could it, do more. Yeah. And the more, I suppose, would lie in what Reigns could have done. Uh, he didn't have to just be straight up. Uh, you know, himself? <laughs> yeah, not just himself. But I wish there was more to what he did. I wish there was something different, something new, something... A new uh, wrinkle, if you will. Unpredictable, yeah, that he brought as a facet to his character. Or yung tipong, he doesn't know what it takes to put John Cena away because that's John Cena. So he yeah. digs deep yeah. and finds something within the recesses yeah. of his fortitude or something. Maybe shit. maybe Reigns isn't, still isn't as road-worn or as well-traveled as Cena because Cena, for his, to his credit, he was still able to change up his game late in his career. Yeah. So parang, yeah, he became indie Cena. Yeah, he became indie Cena, and he deliberately took it upon himself to wrestle with guys like Owens, Seth AJ Rollins. Styles, Seth Rollins, Neville. Yeah, and and challenged himself to do new things. And to me, parang, you would think that, especially after running with guys like the Shield, Roman Reigns would have done something else. Yeah, parang, you're at that point that Roman hasn't added much. To his moveset, yeah. it, 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 it's it's slightly disappointing because you have the entire career of Cena to learn from. Parang you, it was already there for you as a blueprint. Parang you, you didn't go there and and even decide to take some lessons from it. Hmm. Yeah, kung Cena made the mistakes, so Roman wouldn't have to, to make them. Oh. And yet Roman is still making the same mistakes, which is why. It's still so hard to get behind the guy, and now now he's being put in this feud with the Miz over the IC title, and they're clearly rushing towards a Shield reunion. Yeah, for it's, Heels. it's uh, not. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's get to that later. It's but. not just Roman Pala making the mistakes. It's also WWE making the mistakes. Everyone around Roman, his entire village support system, is making the mistakes that Cena should have already told him not to make. True. Just because of how embattled the last ten years of his career were. Okay. So this I have to ask the question: How long has Roman been solo? Three years? Four years? Yeah, over three years. Over three years. Yep. Given how long Cena was really top guy, top guy, about How long did it take for him, like, to go from being? By two thousand five, he was already world champion. champion. So that was three years into his main roster. Uh, okay, so if we're just making organic parallels, in building, that was oh, pretty organic. That was pretty organic for Cena. Okay. If you make the parallels between the two, Cena was still improving at that point, right? Na parang hindi siya plateau. No, he regressed because he was much better uh, As before, before being a main eventer. Yeah, mm. before being a main eventer. Kaya nga nagkaroon ng five, doom, five, five moves, moves of, of doom, doom. Na, ano, diba? stereotype mm. ah. towards uh, John Cena matches. Yeah. No, once he hit, hits that shit, you're done. It, it's he over. literally regressed because he thought that oh, that's all he had to do. Kind of like how see Hogan, all he did was the leg, leg drop and then and that's and strikes. it. Strikes or see Austin, but he would say that his moves are really just strikes, the Lutez press and the stunner. Hmm. hmm. Well, Roman hasn't regressed yet. He's plateaued, but has yeah, regressed. he has plateaued. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is a good sign. Would you say you though will? that it's uh, it's because times have changed, which is why we demand more of these top guys? Because it's by your expectation of fans no. in the Hogan era and the Attitude era to. Not necessarily. No, the problem with yeah, times have changed. Yes, uh, that's part of it, but that's also because Cena uh, was written in such a way that he was hard to believe at his worst. 
at no na parang at five moves of doom panic button turn him heel right now no super that level su- no, no, super no. Cena uh, you know uh, have the heel beat up beat him up so much and then all of a sudden all he does is flick a switch and then hits one AA and wins mm. actually now that I think about it yeah. Yeah. No, some it, of his best stuff in his earlier days I would consider 2007 still early like um, or 06 was that that Unforgiven TLC match. Yay! Okay. I would point to that as an example of Cena really overcoming adversity. Yeah. Because uh, it was a match type that he was unfamiliar with, and he was up against Edge in Edge's hometown, and Edge had all the expertise, so Edge really had such an advantage over John Cena. So when Cena beat Edge there, I wasn't too mad, because as, uh, as someone who watched the narrative unfold before me through the match, I could get behind the idea that Cena overcame the adversity. But it's that um, that underdog story, which in pa in in the from the John Cena uh, character over the years up until he became indie Cena. Yeah, like he was positioned as such an underdog when he clearly was not the underdog. Yeah, and I think Roman Reigns is going through the same motions. Mm. They try to paint him as such an underdog. They mean beat down from the Mizdaraj. Well, more underdog because he hasn't had the same success. Like, he hasn't been as dominating a champion as Cena was. So I can kind of bite because he has, he's been made to look more like a chump, more than people will admit. True. Hmm. So there's that. But yeah, uh, it's not like he's super weak. Maybe he's just super unlucky. Yeah. No. Yeah, but, it, you know, he is still the blue chipper. Mm. He is the blue you look chip. at him, he's still the blue chipper that people keep uh, saying that he's the next big thing and all that. He's the next big thing, but he's been the next big thing for... What, three years now? Let's talk about the next big thing from O2 then. Because, you know, we, we spent a good deal of time talking about Cena and Reigns. Let's talk about Brock retaining and how we're probably not going to see him again until next year. Probably. Yeah. Like, Braun has nothing to do. Like, Seth has to challenge Braun for what? For nothing. Oh, for nothing. Oh. I think this is a bad move. Because, yeah. for one, all it took was the F5. Like, the F5 is... It's up again. Parang yung kay Roman Reigns. Now, all it took was the Superman punch, punch and the spear. spear. Scene is done. And now with Braun, who beat the holy hell out of Brock Lesnar. Who has a size advantage. Who of is... Over, of almost 100 pounds, mind you. 100 pounds? Yes, almost, almost 100 pounds. Almost. Okay. I, I, buy it. I buy it. I buy it. Brock's like 286. Braun is 385. So that's mm. almost 100 pounds in a difference. And you can see it physically. <clears> like when you, Oh, yeah, yeah, test, yeah. There is, there is that. It, right? But I, I always thought that Braun was just more... Not 100. Not 100. No. Like, what the fuck does Braun have to do to beat uh, Brock Lesnar? Throw another executive chair at Yes! Him? More. I want that. I want that in the game, though. I, I, I <laughs> thought it was such a bad move, like, to have Brock retain. Just because now uh, the main event scene on Raw is in such a state of flux that you literally don't know what's going on last every week. And yeah. while that can be a good thing, it's also a bad thing because it belies the fact that wala kang top champion. Mm-hmm. Well, not just wala kang top champion. Your top championship is... Missing. Is. Missing in action. And unless they they write this really well and don't rehash... When was that? Two years ago? 2013? Uh, 2014. 2014's angle where, you know, Paul Heyman shows up every so often and is like, Aha, by the way, he's still in Minnesota. Type shit. Then it would be a good time, I think, to to have Paul look for a new charge at this point. But I, I thought the best scenario was to have, although he didn't need it, to, to have Paul switch sides. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was going to happen at No Mercy. Yeah. Mm. 
that would have been fun to see. Yeah. So that didn't happen. Yep. Nope. That, 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 that would have been consequential. Kasi. Yeah. Because yeah, the Paul Heyman character hasn't been consequential in a while. That's true. Does Lesnar still need Paul Heyman? Yes. Yeah, he does. He yes, does. he does. You'd still be surprised that he does. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, kasi, Paul Heyman isn't... I mean, yes, his mic work is still great. But he's not... It doesn't feel special anymore. Eh? I don't know. I don't know. The magic of the Paul Heyman-Brock Lesnar partnership doesn't work in this version of WWE. No, because they've already... Uh... Paul Heyman worked because they were reestablishing Brock back then. Mm-hmm. So now that we've already been what five years in the Brock uh, into this like that, version of Brock, yeah, he doesn't need it anymore. It's not special, but that doesn't mean there's no magic. Just oh. because it's been so long with Paul and Brock, it's really just diminishing returns. Uh, ah, true. There it is. So going back to the main problem of of Brock retaining. You have no universal champion until 2018. So probably the Royal Rumble at the earliest. Because they maxed out his dates now for 2017. Unless they cough up more money. Which they, 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 they probably up. won't. Because yeah, they should have just have uh, Braun win it. Because I think people would have been ready. Or people were ready. Ah, yeah, people I was were ready. ready. I was ready. Everyone Everyone in this room was ready. Casuals were ready. IWC Smarks were ready. We already outlined the the, the ideal scenario for, for if they still want Ron. Brock versus Reigns at yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, so have, have him lose. Yeah, yeah have him lose to Roman. Then we get it back to Rumble. Right. Sayang, uh, they really uh, dropped the ball right there. <sighs> right, so that, that pretty much covers our review of No Mercy and how things stand on Raw right now. Um, Smackdown this week was okay in the sense that it still pushed storylines for, forward towards Hell in a Cell but it's not like there was anything game changing that happened unlike last week or the week before that yeah. so um, really quickly we'll just tell you that yeah it's official uh, the tag team championship on Smackdown will be contested inside the Hell in a Cell it's only the third time a tag team match will happen inside the cell. Uh, the last, the most recent one having taken place seven years ago. Yep. That was DX versus The Legacy. Ah, The Legacy. Good times. Yep. So, we're going to have two Hell in a Cell matches, mm-hmm. and next week we'll be previewing Hell in a Cell on this podcast. Predictions? Before we end, picks <laughs> of the week, gentlemen. I pick the After Raw segment where Enzo gets the living shit beaten out of him just because catharsis. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. It'll put a smile on your face. Raw Tag Team Championship match. Sorry. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Crap. That was What's right. good? That was supposed to be my pick. What's good? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, huh. Fine, take it. I'll, I will change it. You can have that. I'm going to change it to the Intercontinental Championship match just because ah, it was yeah, the best yeah. Jason Jordan match we've seen on Raw. Yes. I thought you were going to go for the 205 match between Tazawa and Anna. No, it wasn't. Uh, it was alright, but it wasn't. Uh, there were other things better this week. Yeah. So it's, it's not like Raw and No Mercy were skippable, but, you know, um, there were just m- more things to get excited about and there were some things not any sign at the end when, when you realize that that's the reality again. Alright, uh, next week we'll try to see if we can have a guest or if we have updates on that big thing that we teased at the top of the show. Big thing. If you've made it this far, thank you so much. And do leave a review either in the comment section on the Facebook page. That's at the SGP Podcast. Or on Twitter, also at the SGP Podcast. Or better yet, 
do it on iTunes. Give our ratings a, a quick boost. So subscribe, tell your friends, evaluate, and give us a five-star rating and all that good stuff. And speaking of evaluations, there's a survey on the group. Yeah, the, uh, there's actually a survey on smartchemy.ph, which, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which you might want to check out. So <laughs> Yeah, if you're into some controversy. Right. So <laughs> it's a survey on local wrestling, local pro wrestling, and how, uh, how your perception is towards any and all of the three promotions that, uh, that we know of so far. So it's, it was prepared by MDJ of Smart Henry. So he's probably going to come out with a best for business article based on the stats that yep. you'll pull from that. So try to take it seriously and try not to talk out of the side of your neck. Because, you know, it is serious. No, it's, 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 I was gonna say, it's, it's, that was the punchline. That was the, the shadow punchline. Punch line? Was. Shadow punching? Punchline? Hey. Anyway, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at the SGP Podcast, at Robus Ward, K Man Camus, and at underscore Stan C. And on behalf of Romaran and Raf Camus, my name is Stan C. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the SGP Podcast. We're out of here. Peace. Camus, sit down. Be humble. Glorious. No, I won't give in, I won't give in till I'm victorious. And I will defend, I will defend. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.